Yo, what's going on, everybody? We're back by the grace of God, man. Today, I have something special planned, man. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about my story. I'm going to talk about how I got here from where I was. I'm going to talk about how God changed me in the process that I went through personally. This is about to get very interesting, man. Grab your popcorn, man. Get ready. Lights, camera, action. Take one. You know what I'm saying? We're about to get into it. Hope everyone is blessed. Hope your, hope your week was good. Last week, we talked about consistency. Week before, we talked about how I have anxiety and how I was planning on talking more about that. The week before, we spoke on um, how to pray. And now we're going to talk about how I was one way and now I'm another. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, let's get straight into it. So this story starts off, uh, what year is it? 2023. Starts off about 2019, 2020. Um, in this period of my life, I was down terrible. Okay, no, actually, this story starts off. Let's just put the, the time frame, high school, first two years of college, and then 2020, right? 2019, 2020. All right, so high school, first two years of college, man, porn addict, man, I was down terrible, bro. Like, I was the one putting people, just like how you put people on the music and you, like, gatekeep music, bro. I was the one doing that with porn, adult film actresses, man, like star. I was down terrible, bro. I found pornography when I was 12 years old. And since then, um, it, it became an addiction for me. From, okay, now from high school, sophomore year of college, right? This is when pornography wasn't enjoyable, bro. I literally felt like a slave to that joint, bro. That's when everything just went downhill, that is when, um, like I said, it wasn't enjoyable. I was like, okay, like I gotta stop doing this. I already determined in my head I will never do this again. Gotta stop, but I couldn't stop. You know what I'm saying? It was like the the first sign of boredom, the first sign of stress, frustration. That's what my go-to coping mechanism was, bro. And that was put in place. And that that was um, what's the word I'm looking for? That started high school, man. That started from when I was 12. And when I was 12, I wasn't really doing it like that. High school was really when it took off. And then college, first two years of college, like something so unnatural became so natural to me. Like the amount of naked woman a man should see in his life is one. And that's his wife. Think about that. Think about how many. Oh, my. Think about how many things I was exposed to that I shouldn't have been at a young age that led to certain um things going on in my life now that are, you know what I'm saying? Certain problems that I can't find the source of. And we all have those issues in life where it's like we, we, a, a certain problem behavior thought process, it all stems from something. So I encourage everybody out there for one, do your healing work, man, get a therapist, bro. Um, but yeah, so that was that sophomore year of high school, 2018, 2019, I was in my dorm um, I was just in there by myself. I laid on my bed and I said, Lord God, I do not want to do this anymore. Please take this away from me. I might have to do a part two. I said, please take this away from me. Um, I really prayed that. I was dead serious. I did not want to do that anymore. Please take this away from me. So after that prayer, after I prayed that, um, got up, regular schedule business. And I really did determine in my heart not to do that again. It was like, from that time, it was like a year and a half. I was like, I'm done with this. I cannot do this. It's taking the toll on my mental health. It's draining me physically. 
like psychologically it's messing me up. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this no more. Um, long story short, we all know that discipline only gets you so far. Motivation gets you so far and you fall back into the same pattern. So I fell back into the same pattern. And then by this time, it's like, all right, I'm really determined to start my relationship with God. And just before I get into it, I want to preface this by saying that me personally, I choose to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, bro. I choose to live my life as Jesus Christ taught in the Bible that I believe in the Hebrew scriptures. Um, You know what I'm saying? Based on my belief in that God sent his son to die on our behalf, that God said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Um, I base my life on the scriptures, man. That's how I live my life. That's how I walk. That is, you know what I'm saying? I make my choices based on what I believe is uh, right in God's eyes and what I believe is incorrect in God's eyes. So I just want to preface this by saying that every single choice I made was because I choose to follow the person of Jesus Christ. Um, I choose to follow biblical-based uh, marriage advice, sexual advice, biblical-based money advice. Um, and just how I live my life is based on how Jesus taught in the scriptures, man. Um, I accepted God. And we're going to get into all that. I'm, like I said, I may, I may do a part two, may need a part two. But so around this time, like I said, is when I started to really lock in with my walk with God. Around this time is when I look back and it's like, yo, I can see... I had a calling on my life from when I was younger because coming up, my mom would go to prayer meetings at my church at the time. We had like a youth prayer meeting for like, I guess, like age what, like nine. So just young people, man. I was in high school, middle school, high school, freshman year transition, whatever. And just even before that, man, just Bible class. Like I said, I was in private school my whole life up until my senior year of high school is one year. So I was really in private school my whole life, um, which, by the way, did not affect anything. Like at that point, Christianity and all that was hereditary for me. So, but yeah, looking back, um, I can tell that in retrospect, obviously in the moment, I really had no clue. But in retrospect, I can see that God was calling me from a young age to do something for him, man. I don't know. My personal belief is that we're all called to minister in some way. So, and however God has me doing it, that's my calling. But yeah, I believe that God had called me to do something from, from a young age. So at this time in my life, I was like, yeah, let me lock in for real. Um, let me lock in. Mind you, I was, okay, now we're in college, right? Now this is my junior year. But freshman, sophomore, and junior year, man, I was down terrible, bro. I was down bad. Like, I was to the point, and it was the lust issue, um, not only that, I was just, just down bad, but mostly lust issue, man. I it got to the point where I didn't want to know. I didn't, didn't want to have female friends unless I was getting something from them sexually. I didn't want to know you. I didn't want to talk to you. I really didn't care. Um, It got so bad, man. I felt like I wasn't being myself when I would approach somebody like seeking a genuine friendship. I felt like that wasn't even me. That's how down bad I got, bro. Like psychologically, I was like, yo, did I just fake that? Bro. Oh my gosh, but I don't want, I don't wish that on my worst enemy, bro. I don't want nobody to get there, bro. Nobody to get like that, bro. Like, it was impossible for me to have female friends, bro. And even the male friends I had, bro, like, nah, okay. Yeah, my male friends were cool. We was chilling, bro. But a lot of the times I would approach people because of what I can get out of them. 
I would approach people because, oh, he has this connect. Oh, let me just lock in with bro. But I was not a I was not a good guy, bro. Like I was not a good guy. I was down bad, down terrible. I was not a good guy. Um, but no one would ever know from look uh, looking on the outside, outside looking in. No one would ever know that. Um, I was always like a nonchalant, chill person. But just my motive, my heart, bro, was was dead, bro. My spirit, my soul was dead, bro. Lust addict, bro. I didn't want like relationships unless I was benefiting, like. And on top of that, I had anxiety then too. I just really didn't know what it was. But I was just focused. My mind was so filled. It was just sens- sensual. What's the word? Sensual. Um, didn't really care about anything spiritual for which I know, and that's the thing. I did at the same time. Like I was really locking in with God. I wanted to. Like I was raised correctly, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, like I said, I followed the teachings of Jesus Christ. I was raised with a biblical understanding of what's right and wrong. So I really I wasn't out here wilding, wilding crazy. But I knew if I had the chance, like I wasn't gonna do nothing stupid. But I knew if I had the chance to, then I would start wilding out, bro. I wasn't gonna stop the chance, bro. I would let it happen. In anything, bro. Anger, rage, like I came from throwing up middle fingers and pictures, bro, like going to the clubs. Bro, oh my gosh. I'm just thinking like damn, I was down terrible. Like I remember I was so eager, so so like I wanted to go to parties, man, get get to college, look at women. You know what I'm saying? Like on some weird like that was weird, bro. Like I was just down bad. So I came from that. Now my junior year had an experience where I was like, all right, God. And, and mind you, while this is going on, now we're in college, freshman through junior year, while this is going on, I'm like, I still feel the deeper calling, bro. Like, I still feel like I got to like get closer. I still have the feeling like I got to do better. And it didn't get like that until my junior year. It didn't really, everything culminated, like everything came together my junior year. And around that time is when, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit placed on my heart. Because I said to myself, I was like, dang, bro, after coming from like a church service, I said, dang, bro, I want to be someone to help somebody else understand the word. And then like in a in a split second, a split instant, it came to my mind like, dang, I don't know the word myself. So that's when I started praying and saying, OK, I got to lock in. Like that thought came to my mind. I said, OK, I got to lock in. I don't know the word myself. I have no relationship with God myself. How am I supposed to help others um, in their walk with God if I don't know who I'm introducing them to myself? Like, you you really can't introduce someone to someone you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, let me lock in. Bro. And one of the first things God put on my heart as I was growing close to him was the fact that I have to be the part and not just look like it. Because my whole life, I was content with looking cool. I was content with being that mysterious guy. I was content with, like, being, knowing how to dress, having a, having a nice haircut, earrings, chain on, looking the part, but not really being it for real, bro. Like, I'll be in the backgrounds. I would be, you know what I'm saying? That was my life. That, that's what I was accustomed to. So God put on my heart, man, you got to be the part and not just look like it. So that really motivated me. And mind you, I'm doing, I'm, all this is going on while um, junior year, spring semester. So I think it's 2020 at this point. And that's the same time COVID hit. So I had to come back home. COVID hit, I had to come back home. And that's really where, that's really when my walk with God really jump started, bro. And and that's a hard pill to swallow, man. God is going to seclude you, bro. He's going to keep you apart from everybody so you can grow. But me being me, 
I'm a person naturally who likes community. I'm a person naturally who likes being around people, pulling up to events. You know what I'm saying? I would always be in my friends' dorms, just chilling, talking, chopping it up. Um, I would always be in the library. And even like for my youth, man, my mom would tell me, yo, you always used to love going to school, bro. And I, I remember that because it's like, dang, I like seeing my friends. I like chopping it up. I like laughing, making jokes. But when God secluded me, that was a hard part of my life. I'm talking about like, I couldn't, it's like, and that's when I said, man, I don't trust God to provide for me what I felt like I've been providing my, my whole life, which I wasn't. But at that time I was like, God, like, how am I supposed to make it up? Like, you know, I want community. You know, I want people around me. You know, I'm a social person. You know, I want a relationship. You know, I want all these things. How do I do that when I'm secluded? Like what? And that just shows where my priorities were. I wasn't thinking getting closer to God. I was thinking, how is God going to get me to where I want to go? Again, it goes back to me seeking relationships uh, for what I can get out of the person, bro. I was like, yo, like, how is God going to get me all these things if I'm not even like around nobody? Like, no one's around me, bro. Like, what am I doing? And mind you, that was three years ago. I'm just now stepping into, okay, God, you got it. I've been trying to do everything on my own, man. I'm just now stepping into, okay, God, you got it. Don't, don't make, I don't want to make it seem like God hasn't been working in my life. God hasn't been doing things. I have a list of things that God has done since 2020 in my phone. I started it on my notes app. If anybody has had a personal conversation with me about spiritual, biblical things, I would tell them, hey man, make sure you write down everything God does for you. Mind you, God's been moving in my life, but subconsciously, I knew God wanted me off social media. I would still get on because the what if, what if, man, what if I miss out? What if I, bro, and it's like the clearest thing. It's not like a, a personal internal inclination. It's like God's telling me, hey, bro, it's on my heart. It's like, yo, get off social media. It's a lack of trust thing. For me personally, this is my walk personally, because I knew why I was on social media was to, find, it was a lack of, I didn't trust God to give me what I, what to, to get me to where I, I wanted to be. At that point. And like I said, mind you, that was three years ago, but it's been a lot of growth, man. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, man, that's 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 where that's where I came from. That was who I was. I was not a, a good guy, bro. Yeah, I was chill, I was cooling, but every single every other word that came out of my mouth was a curse word. Bro, I, I was making my parents look terrible, bro. Like, I'll be at my friend's aunt's house invited me over for for dinner for food whatever and it's like i'm in bed like i'm slipping up i'm covering my mouth like oh shoot i said that in front of it. like bro like that's for me that was a bad look and, and i'm making god look bad if i'm not portraying the image of my father like whose child am i bro if that's not god's character who who am i bro you know what i'm saying my earthly and my heavenly father so it's like bro i was down terrible down bad and it really happens when you least expect it. Not when you least expect it, but the thing about the school that I went to, if you're hearing this, I went to a private university who, which um, held AY sessions every Friday night. I went to one AY session, and that's what it was. Oh, my gosh. That's what it was that made me say, hey, I'm just remembering this. That's what it was that made me say, hey, man, I want to be the person to help somebody else in the walk with God. Um, this guy was preaching Friday night, AY, and he, he preached a sermon on that blind guy outside the gate, and he said, Jesus, son of David. I still remember this to this day, Jesus, son of David. 
and they were trying to shut him up. I forget the story. I forget what um book it is. I think it's Luke. Um, but he said Jesus, son of David. He had faith that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, the son of David. He's never seen him in a day in his life. But he preached that sermon, how he left his bed and everything there to fight. And bro, I was getting touched by the Holy Spirit, bro. And what happened was he said, hey, man, I invite you. I invite everyone in here to get on their knees. And bro, I don't know what it was, bro. I got on my knee and I don't ever do stuff like that. Like I said, I'm I'm more concerned about at that time. I was more concerned about being the cool guy. Like I was on my knees, arms up. And I'm like, yo, at that in, in that moment, I didn't really think what anybody I didn't care what anybody thought of me, bro. And I was deliberating because I mean, that was I said deliberating. That was um, what's the word I'm looking at? That was freeing. Like I felt free because, mind you, I have anxiety. Fear of me. I don't do things that's out of character. I didn't do. Now I'm growing out of that. Um, Again, do your healing work. Go to therapy. But I don't do things out of character like that, bro. And then after that, I called my mom. I got back to the crib. I called my mom. I was like, yo, I don't know what happened. I just feel like I felt the Holy Spirit. She was like, hey, maybe the Holy Spirit, whatever. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. So that was the moment that made me say, okay, man, I want to be the person to draw. I want to be someone who can draw someone else to God. Mind you, while I'm doing it, while I'm going through this, um, I'm still filled with lust, still filled with all these things. And if you want to know who Jesus Christ is, man... Jesus isn't the isn't a friend who you have to act different in order to fit in with him. He's not the friend who requires you to smell good, bro, um, before you can hang out with him. He's not the friend who's gonna make fun of you for how you look, how you smell, how you what your smile looks like. You don't gotta hide your insecurities around him. You can be vulnerable with Jesus, bro. That's the person he is. He's not the person who's gonna make fun of you for how you say certain words. He's not going to do certain things, bro. I just, I don't, I felt moved to say that. That's who Jesus is, bro. He's not going to do that. Um, But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Going back to my story. Um, So yeah, this is all, uh, what year is that? I think, man, I'm getting my time messed up. Okay, so I think that was sophomore year. And then junior year, I really tapped in. Now, Right before, because junior year, we're getting close to March 2020, which was quarantine when I had to come back home. Right before um, quarantine, there was my friend came down for another friend's birthday. And we were out on Friday night. Now, again, I follow the my, my I follow the teaching of Jesus Christ, man. And we were out on Friday night, a time where I believe, man, I shouldn't have been out, man. Like, I honor the Sabbath day personally. I, I observe the Sabbath day from Friday night to uh, Saturday night. Um, So I was out on a Friday night just doing my thing, whatever, chilling. And I got a $200 ticket. Long story short, bro, I was speeding. $200 I had to pay. Now, I'm down south. Um, Cop was, cop was in a black car at 11 p.m. at night. And... I'm cruising on the road, bro. Mind you, I'm on the highway. It's 11 at night. No one is out there at 11 at night. So I'm going 74 in a 45. The reason why I'm going 74 in a 45 is because, one, it's a highway. Two, they're doing road work. So the main speed limit is 65. But since they were doing road work, they uh, lowered it down to 45. And three, no one was out there. Everyone's at, at home. So I'm just cruising. I don't realize how fast I'm going. I passed the cop. Um, I see the 3M on his car as I'm passing him. And if you don't know what 3M is, it's the reflective lettering. I don't see it as I'm driving, but as I pass him, I'm like, bro, is that a cop? 
I see the lights. I'm like, dang, I'm, it's over with. So my long story short, again, um, I get the $200 ticket, drop my friend off, come back home. The next day was Saturday. The next day was Sunday. Now, I call my mom on that Friday night when I got the ticket. I'm like, yo, can you can you help me pay this ticket? She's like, nah, I don't got no money. My brother is my roommate. We're in college. He has no money. My father, if I if my mom didn't have no money, my dad didn't have no money. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Mind you, this is junior year, right before quarantine. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I pray about it. I'm like, all right, I called everybody. Let me call on God. I pray about it, bro. Go to sleep. Don't think anything of it. Again, the next day, Saturday, I get the ticket Friday night. The next day, Saturday. Um, and then the next day, Sunday. Sunday, I'm at home chilling. Um, and I get this phone call from my school, um, from my, uh, what's it called? Like the admissions office, whatever, finance office. And I'm like, yo, because I see the area code. I already know it's from uh, my school. I'm like, bro, what do they want right now? Like, I'm chilling at home. Who's calling me? I'm, I'm cleared. I got all my stuff clear. What do they, what could they possibly want? She calls me and says, hey, uh, is this Aaron? I said, yeah. She's like, yo, you got a, a, a refund check here with your name on it. And I'm like, yo, what? Like, I'm just flabbergasted. At that point, I think it's an angel. Like, I'm like, okay, God, you answer my prayer. So I asked the lady, I'm like, what's the name on it? What's the name? She's like, nah, it's just from, oh, it's a refund check. So I'm like, dang, all right, let me just go pick it up. I really thought it was an angel, bro. Like, hey, man, God can do anything. So I, I pull up to school. Right before I go in, I call my mom. Or on my way there, I'm calling my mom. And I'm like, yo, uh, I just got a refund check from Oakwood. She's like, ah, yes, your brother got one too, but his was like, what, $7,500, $100? Typically, refund checks aren't that much. I'm like, all right, all right. But I'm going to just add it to like whatever money I have and then just put it towards the ticket. So I walk in the building, pick up the check, man, get to my car, open it up. The ticket was $200, man. The check was $345. The check, and that, that story still gives me chills to this day. You know what I'm saying? That story still gives me chills to this day, bro. The grace of God, bro. Mind you, while I'm in this mindset, still lustfully minded, still breaking the commandment, bro. Still doing everything incorrectly, but bro, the love of God, bro. The grace of God, man. The mercy of God. And what mercy means, Webster's definition, man. Um, Compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Think about that. It's within God's power to punish or harm every single human being that's ever lived. However, he shows compassion. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm just thinking about that. Like, yo, 340. I still got the check in my car to this day, bro. To tell people, man, like, yo, pray about it. I know God's going to come through. And that right there, I was like, yeah, okay. And mind you, that wasn't even the moment I realized God was real. That wasn't the moment. We're going to get to that, I guess, in part two. This is a long story. But that right there led to me where I'm at now, man. I still hold on to that to this day. So that moment where I realized that, wow, God looked out for me, really jump-started where I'm at now, that led to that summer, which I got rebaptized, And then that's when it really, like, got crazy. Um, But, yeah, man, I want to just put that out there, bro. That was the beginning. I'm going to do a part two again. That was the beginning of my walk with God. Lustful, 
addicted to like porn, bro. Wanting women, bro. Like not also, bro. Oh my, I don't even want to. Like it's cringe, bro. It's just like, oh my gosh, just wanting women. Um, bro, down terrible. Couldn't stop cursing. My my mind was at war with God. However, I knew that there was better. I knew I, I I knew to do better. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't do it. I was stubborn. And that's the thing about my school, man, where I went to my educate, like my community. It's like with everywhere you go. And I tell people this. They're like, hey, is that a good school? Should you go there? <sighs> the thing about faith-based education is that you're going to find people who are of all backgrounds, man. You're going to find people who are secular minded, people who are faith minded everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And that's everywhere. Secular and faith minded people, faith based uh, 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 education. Now, if it's public education, it's more so secular minded people. So my thing is, this is not, not an argument, but this is what I would say to someone who says, hey, man, someone told me one time, hey, my son is kind of easily influenced. Should he go to so and so? I said, look, you're going to find people who smoke weed, 90% people who smoke weed. You're going to find people who drink. You're going to find people who want to have premarital sex every single place you go. You can't escape that. But Paul says that in, in that text, in that context, he's talking to people. I forget where it is, but he's like, yeah, if you want to remove all evil from you, he's, he's not asking you to do that. He's just saying remove it from around your circle, from those who claim to be called followers of Christ, but don't act like it. That's what Paul says. But yeah, you can't remove all evil from yourself, bro, around you. Because people, we live in the world, let's be real. But this is what I say to them people. But if you go to a school that's faith-based, man, it gives people the chance. You feel me? It gives people the chance to accept Jesus Christ. It gives people the chance to put their faith in Jesus. It gives people the chance to um, change, man. That was my experience. Some people went through there, didn't change. Some people went through there and changed. And what I mean by change, man, it gives the chance for seeds to be planted gives the chance for God to plant seeds, man, for people to plant seeds, for God to cause them to grow. So yeah, man, I hope you enjoyed this part one. I may do it, may need a part three, bro. I don't know. But yeah, um, that was the beginning of the journey, the beginning of the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Hope you hope you learned something. Hope you were blessed. Yeah, man. Stay uh stay tapped in, stay tuned in, man. Leave a review. If uh you like, I really can't make you do that joint, but leave a review if you like, bro. Um yeah, man, we're going up by the grace of God. I hope y'all were blessed. Hope y'all learned something. Share this with somebody. And yeah, peace. <laughs>